Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive Producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeong Haseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising. And thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. We are so excited today because we are going to address an issue that is quite common in our lives. Women trying to navigate their lives and understand relationships, and they don't have an image of what to look for because they're growing up in fatherless homes. We've got a guest today that's willing to share her story of triumph over some adverse situations. So we'll be right back, and we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment with our guest today and our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and the American Muslim 360 family as we join our stations. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And we want you to call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we will gladly open your mic and get your thoughts as we ask the question, how can fatherless daughters Learn to choose good men. We'll be right back, so stay with us. 
team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Sell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, and we are going to be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our guest today. We are coming up on Father's Day, and we know that this is a time to remember our fathers, our families, the importance of that partnership of men and women. We know that we have been struggling for a long time with issues relating to our broken families. And as a result, Yes, and we are certainly happy to be joined with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, as we prepare to introduce our guest today, and we're so excited. We want those of you who are struggling with issues of uh, fatherlessness to not be bitter or angry but to understand we're going through a transformation so that we can raise our sons and daughters differently to prepare them for that critical partnership because we're understanding what happens in the absence of it. And so we can correct the mistakes that we have made in the past that caused us to experience what we're experiencing in our families, the brokenness the 
anger, the unwillingness to cooperate. And we now know that it is important for us to work together. But how do we heal the hurt from the absence? And how do we teach our sons differently than the way their fathers were taught so that we are raising emotionally healthy women who can then raise emotionally healthy children. So I want to welcome to our show this morning our co-host, Kareem Amit, Grand Rising, and As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. Naima, praise be to Almighty God Allah. He has returned us back to our bodies <laughs> this wonderful yes. morning, and we're grateful to him for waking us up. Uh, it's a bright and sunny day here in St. Louis. It's, 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 it's a beautiful morning, praise be to Almighty God, Allah, and we thank him for that. Uh, every day is a new day to do better than the day that preceded it, praise be to Allah. And this is one of of those days, praise be to Almighty God, Allah. Yes. The subject matter that you are bringing is very important. And we pray, Allah, that we hear from the listening audience, their reflections, their wisdom, and their insight on uh, how do we mend, how do we mend the broken family, and especially the uh, the a loss or the yeah a fatherless household, a fatherless family. That's a, a major break breach. In uh, the family relationship, praise be to Allah. You know, yes. the hurt, the hurt that our children feel for the lack of uh, of the of the presence of father. We ask, how can we mend? How how can we correct that? Uh, there are, are many suggestions that will be given. But I I, uh, I was thinking as you were speaking to the hurt that you feel for having uh, an absent father. Uh, in some cases, we can turn hurt into cure and into curative measures. Uh, you know, the same hurt that you feel, you can turn that around. And you become a better person. Whatever the hurt is, reverse it. Carry yourself in another way that uh, relieves relieves the pain, and that you not become, and you do not become the a perpetrator of the pain that you feel, Mm. of the pain that you feel. so that that's what I would offer as a curative measure. Say, boy, this is I mean, I, I feel so bad. I didn't know my father, he wasn't present. Oh boy, this is this really really well, those are that and those are true feelings. Those are true feelings. But uh the person that is experiencing that, turn that around. Don't be praise be to Allah, don't you become don't an absent so. father. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's one of the measures that we can utilize to mend one of the most sacred unions 
other than the union between God and humans, the next sacred union is the family. No, it's make praise be to Allah, is female and male relationship which build the family. So we can take lemons and make lemonade. We can take pain and uh, produce a healing. So that's one of the messages. Yes, ma'am. Yes, we can. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, we've got a a wonderful guest today. She was on uh, with us last week as, as one of the young women who shared some very intense challenges that they've overcome. And we asked her back because she's got a story that's just amazing. And I look at it as a story of of triumph, a story of learning, and a story of hope that all of us can learn from. We can go through life and make decisions that are painful, but they teach us something, and they allow us to be teachers of others. So we wanted to give her an opportunity to be that teacher today by sharing her story. Because often we as women, we make choices of men that are not emotionally available and are not capable of being that loving partner because they're so deeply wounded. But we don't know that because we don't know what a healthy relationship looks like because we didn't see it in our own lives. And what does a healthy romantic relationship look like? Well, how do you know if you never saw it in your home? So it's Father's Day approaches. And we look at the dilemma of fatherless daughters and how the absence of a loving male in their childhood impacts their capacity to make good choices when it comes to selecting a mate. We want to introduce you today, or of course reintroduce for those who heard a bit of her story last week, LaToya Wiseman, who is founder of Women on the Move, and she's joining us today to share her story, and we're so pleased to have her with us. Thank you so much, and welcome once again, LaToya Wiseman, to The Female Solution. And your mic is, yes, LaToya, and thank you so much for uh, being with us, LaToya. We appreciate uh, what you represent in terms of young women who have learned from life uh, and learned from life's lessons. And it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, certainly it is not easy uh, living this life. And so we want to say thank you for joining us today on The Female Solution. Good morning, good morning. There you are. Good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you so much for allowing me back on the show. Um, I want to give the world a little bit um, of me and my background. Um, So for me, it all started as a young girl. Um, I was um, abused when I was little by um, by my mom and some some other people in the home. 
Um, so that led me to go to foster homes. So all my young life, I was going from foster home, foster home, foster home, foster home. And um, at about the age of 10, 13, I finally got adopted uh, by the Wiseman family. And I thank God for them. So um, I had to undergo um, talking to a therapist um, every week. I had a lot of behavioral challenges in school. I was on Ritalin. I was treated Mm. differently from the other children in school because I was acting out. So, for, for example, when the other kids would go on field trips and stuff like that, I was acting out so bad, I had to stay back. So instead of me also having pizza and chips and ice cream and juice with the other kids, I was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and an apple mm. and a contain- and some milk because I was acting out so bad. So um, my teachers, they couldn't control me. So they put me on medicine. So growing up, becoming a um, a young adult, I was I was very angry, and um, I'm like, why am I so angry? So everything started from when I was younger, because I didn't know who my mom was. I didn't I didn't understand mm-hmm. why she gave me up. I didn't even know who my dad was until I got in my early 40s. One day I'm having a conversation with my mom uh, because I've always wanted to know who my dad was. And she just finally told me, so all I have is a name, his name, and um, where he's from. and, And that's it. I don't know if he's chocolate like me. I don't know if he's tall, thin. I don't know if he's husky. I I don't know much about him because she gave me such a vague description of him. So um, while I, uh, I started having kids at the age of fresh out of high school, at the age of, um, I had my first son when I was 21 years old. Um, I didn't. I didn't make a good choice because I uh, I was abused and by him. So physically, emotionally, spiritually, and I'm like, okay, um, I know this is not love. So what what do I supposed to do? You know. And so he introduced me to alcohol and. Um, then I got in some, I got into some trouble that had a lot to do with anger. I was, I was really angry because one, because I always thought something was wrong with me when I was little. And that was due to the things that I experienced in a unhealthy, unstable home. My mom was an addict, uncles and aunties addicts. So 
I really didn't have a clear understanding of a father's love. I had always yearned for my father. I've always wanted to know who my father is. So I look for love in all the wrong places. I thought Mm. if I had a man, somebody that I can, you know, hang out with um, and so on, that that would complete me. That didn't complete me. I started doing the things that my significant other did. So the drinking, which wasn't good at all. And um, and that uh, mash that changed my my personality because I was somebody else because I was under the influence of alcohol, and so I was drinking the alcohol breakfast, lunch, and dinner because that's what he did. And so, right. uh, and so, ooh, I'm like, I gotta make a change. I gotta make a change. Mind you, I was I was raised in a church. I was I was raised in a church, and I thank God. I thank God for the Wiseman family. I thank God for my church family. And um, so today, um, now I know how to um, choose a man. And right now in my life, I'm not, I don't think that I need to be in a intimate relationship because I just transitioned again from being in a domestic, unhealthy relationship here back in November of last year, November 19th of last year. And so now what I'm doing is, I'm I'm praying and I'm asking God to send the right people in my life that's going to help me get to where I am, to where I need to be as far as helping me with my goals, um, the things, my dreams and stuff like that. Because now I I have an infant, I have another, I have another son that I have to make sure he's rooted Mm -hmm. and grounded in church. So that means so that means I have to I have to make sure that I'm spiritually and emotionally stable. So in the past how I ran after the men trying to be loved because I didn't know who my father was, now I'm running after Jesus. So um that means whenever the doors of the church is open Latoya Wiseman and her family is there because for so long, excuse me, <clears throat> for so long, I tried to to do things on my own. I tried to um, uh, be in the driver's seat, so I had put God on the back burner. This was in the past, but now since. Um, I've had all these challenges and obstacles and stuff like that. Um, I'm running after I'm running after Jesus. So um, mm. yes, and that's that's very 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 important 
because every day I have to I have to take my personal inventory. So that's Psalms 51. I have to say, God, create a clean heart in me and renew a right spirit. So I try to I try to treat people the way that I would want to be treated. Don't get me wrong. I don't cross every T and I don't dot every I. However, I try not to be hard on myself because every day I wake up is a brand new day. And I know who woke me up, Jesus. He... He wakes me up in the morning. He gives me the strength that I need every day. So um, when we, when we, when I think about um, Father's Day and you know wanting to go to dinner with my father or just sit down and talk to my dad, ask him what his favorite food is and stuff like that, or his favorite color, or um, his favorite um, sports. You know, I I get very emotional because I've always yearned for my father. So So what I do is I have to go to, I have to go into prayer. And I have to ask God to heal my heart because I know that he loves me unconditionally and um so I rest in his arms and I, I I cry and I and I ask him you know like um where is my dad I hope he's okay I would love to meet him someday so when I talk to God I talk to God like I'm talking to my sister or my best friends or my psychologist and um he loves that so my personal relationship with Jesus is that's that's what's up in my life I know that I need him because he's helped me overcome all the obstacles that I've been through in life and um and I thank him for that daily I thank him for all the people that he's put in my life, all the different organizations. He God is just so amazing. And um one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is that my God he shall supply all my needs and he'll give me the strength that I need day to day. And so not knowing my father and and so on, I just have to, I know that I have a heavenly father that sits high uh. and looks down on all of his daughters and his sons. And I know that mm-hmm. every time I walk out the front door and run errands or whatever I may have planned for that day, I, I know that he's with me. And then that brings me a lot of joy that I have a I have a heavenly father. I don't know my natural father. However, my heavenly father, he he's there and and he and he feels my pain. 
He knows that I'm I'm hurting. He knows what I'm thinking because he he designed me in his image and in his likeness. So he he already knows that I'm yearning for my father. He already knows that when Father's Day come around, that Latoya, you know, she she gets sad because she has two boys that mm. um, she would like them to meet their grandfather. However, Latoya doesn't know who her dad is, yet mm. God is there. God is there, and he knows. So, that's a powerful message. That's a that's a yeah. powerful message, especially for a lot of men who may have daughters and sons that they have not seen. And for for different reasons, they may feel either ashamed or or um, uncertain if they should reach out. So you have certainly touched some hearts. We have to take a break, and when we come back, and got some callers on the line. And if you, of course, want to speak to our guests and our hosts and co-hosts, we want you to press 1, and you can call in 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891, and press 1. That lights your number up on our switchboard and lets us know you have something to say. So if you're on our switchboard now and got a thought you'd like to share, we want you to press 1. We're talking to Latoya Wiseman, who is founder of Women on the Move, and she has overcome the pain, but has insight to share for those who are still struggling with the hurt of fatherlessness. So we'll be right back, and we'll show you her beautiful face after this message. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment, and we want you to stay with us. I'm Barbara, I'm Cheryl, and I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. Hi, I'm Naima. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, People are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. 
That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We are this program, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy it. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Lionel Aziz. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on the Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash the Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the media connection. live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant. Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host Kareem Hamid, and we have with us an outstanding guest today. We are talking to Latoya Wiseman, founder of Women on the Move, and an overcomer, one who is growing in her wisdom. I'm sure that name was a, a, a prophetic. Uh, non-coincident because she today is sharing her wisdom with us today. And as a young woman going through the pain of fatherlessness, discovered that the father of us all is always there 
our creator and sustainer, one who has infused us with the spirit of love, is able to heal the hurt and the pain when our earthly parents fall short. So we want to thank you again, LaToya, for giving us your insight. And we've got some callers on the line who have a thought to share. And if you're on our switchboard, we invite you to press 1. We'll open your mic and get your thoughts. Again, that number is 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And just press 1, and we'll open your mic and have you share your thoughts. And let's go. uh, I'm going to take you in this order. So hold on, everybody. Three three one two seven one, and then seven seven three three one eight, and then seven seven three seven three seven. So hold on, everybody. Get an opportunity to speak first. Let me go to three three one two seven one. Grand Rising. Thank you for joining us on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question. My name. My name is Rosalie. I'm calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I was on the podcast uh, last week with you guys. I'm Latoya's little sister. Um, I would like to share um, that's going to enlighten me as far as with fatherhood and how I, what all our experience as far as with not having a father in my life. Um, I was brought. I was a little. I was a sick child when I was young, and um, my mom was pretty young when she had me. And um, like I said, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, but I was raised in Milwaukee. Um, In the 80s, a lot of, well, what I was understood was that um, before I can come home to my mom, I had, my mom had to learn medical procedures to um, have me home with her. And I guess that it was a little bit overwhelmed because she had my sisters and brothers trying to take care of a sick child. um, my colostomy bag that was on the side of me got bagged up, and I got sick really bad, which meant I had mm-hmm. to get rushed to the hospital. And um, to my knowledge, my mom said they charged her with medical neglect um, at a young age. Uh, I was placed in foster mm-hmm. care at a baby, only to the age of nine. Um, my foster mother, she took care of me. Now, I was not able to, you know, eat food or table food or the milk that the babies used to drink because I was a sick baby. Uh, my milk had to come from FedEx, uh, and the milk was expensive back then in the 80s. It was like $500 a month for the type of milk that I had. I wasn't able to, you know, drink the regular milk that other babies was drinking. So my foster mother, she did introduce me, was the first to introduce me to food, table food. Uh, my mom would come and visit me and do all the procedures that it was to try to get me back. When I turned nine years old, my foster mother was like, you know, I know this is my last day having Rosalie, but um, can I have a, a, a big birthday party, a Little Mermaid birthday party for her before she go home to you? My mom said, you know what, that's fine. You can go ahead and do that. So I celebrated my last day with my foster mother. Um, when I went home with my mom, a lot of things that – I didn't understand as a child that was going on. Like I said, my mom, she was on drugs real bad. Her choice of drugs was cocaine, and then she was having a lot of different men come over, and it was like, okay, what do I do now? I'm nine years old. I come from a background of church because I grew up in foster care with my foster mother, my granny, that I call her. We we grew up in church, church in and out, church on Monday, seven days out of a week. 
we going to church. Um, we even on the, the days that we was out of school, we would go to summer camp. So when I got introduced to my mom, going home with her and my little sisters, everybody was like treating me a certain kind of way. They want to listen to me and was showing me bad stuff like stealing and uh, you know things that kids don't supposed to be doing. That I was learning when I came home to my mom. Uh, my mom, like I said, her choice of drug was was, was cocaine. And she moved me a lot of different places. I was, like, really confused because I'm like, okay, I came from foster care where you got to make up your bed before you can go outside. The house got to be clean before you can have company and stuff like that. So when I was transitioning to my mom's house, and I'm looking like, okay, the house is nasty. I'm in a project. That's when Cabrini Projects was before they tore them down. I was like, okay, what did I do? So... A lot of bad things was happening to me not having a father. I was looking up to the wrong man in my mother's household. My brother was slanging and banging, uh, doing things that I, I was not used to as a child. So I was like, okay, how do I transition at nine years old to try to, you know, do the things that I was taught in foster care? I, was, I kept everything that my foster mother had taught me, like be nice, be kind, be loving. So I transitioned to all that when I, as I got older I would watch my mom go through abusive relationships with her guy or whoever she had, you know, contact with. And then, you know, we never kept a house. We always just going living with other people. Uh, I end up going with my, you know, living with my aunties and uncles and stuff. And the man figures in our family, because I don't have a dad, my dad died at five. He got shot in Chicago. So mm. as far as me having a father figure around, I had to look up to my uncles who, you know, took part in our lives, but he, they were slanging and banging. So all the, the clothes mm. and all the the stuff that I was getting came from drug money. Once again, I didn't know how was it like to have a father because I'm like, okay, is this the, the real father? So then when I got older, I started doing that. I started selling drugs. I started picking up bad behavior that wasn't good, but that's what I was taught. And I started doing things, and I started catching the cases and doing stuff that wasn't wasn't good. Um, every time I, you know, Father's Day come around, I would ask my mama like, "Okay, how was my father when when he was living? How was he?" She would tell me, "Oh, uh, he was abusive. Uh, he uh, beat me morning, mm. lunch, and dinner. Uh, he wasn't a good man." What? Then she started mentally abusing me telling me that I look just like my daddy, you ugly, don't smile. Mm. My uncles and them would tell oh. me, don't smile, you look like your daddy, your daddy's side of family. Like she used to always, because of what my father did to her and because I look just like him, I got taken advantage of mentally, financially, um, emotionally. I, I just thought, I started getting depressed at a young age. I started getting, mm-hmm. feeling like, dang, if my daddy was alive, would I be going through this? Like, it's not fair to me that mm. I'm a child. I'm a kid. I'm asking questions like, how was my dad? What what was he like? I mean, what, you know, would we be struggling like we struggling? The only thing my mom can say is negative stuff about him. So I started doing my own research. I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to my own, uh, you know, because when I was in high school, we had computers. So I was smart. I was like, you know what? I, she gave me that his that his last name. That's all she gave me and his first name. So I was like, I was gonna go on zavatarch dot com, 
when Facebook started coming around, I started going on Facebook and saying, I want to meet my daddy's side of the family. Since my mom got so much negativity to say about my dad, how about I reach out on my own to see what they're about? And one day I reached out to them, and I told them I was looking for my, my grandmother and my father, the Pitter family, and they reached out to me, and it's like, well, I'm your cousin. And that's how we linked up. And right away I took a trip from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at 18 to find my daddy side of the family and they told me well your daddy was a good man and you know that was like your grandmother passed in 2003 uh she talked a lot about you guys and she remember you guys as a little kid we remember you was a sick baby we tried to find you but we didn't know where you was at i said my mama moved out of Wisconsin, chicago and moved us in milwaukee 92 and all heck broke loose from then so i know how it feels to come from a broken home i know how it feels to be alone and and the only source of dependency that you got is try to be looked up to from the people that have been around in my family. And I, I just wish that my father was around to help me make the, the better choices in my life. I never was in relationships with any guys or bad um, male figures or anything because I watched my mama go through that. I watched my little sisters mm. pick the wrong choice of man. So I had it already in the back of my head, like, I don't want to live with that. I don't want to do that. That don't look uh, appealing to me or that don't look like it's right. So I always say to myself, and I was like, God gave me the strength to to not deal with that. And I, and I, and I thank God every day that I don't have to uh, deal with abusive situations in a relationship in high school or bringing up because I paid attention. I observed mm-hmm. a lot. And I was like, you know what, maybe it's not meant for me to be in a relationship. Maybe it's not meant for me to have one day God will send that right person to me. But right now I've been, pray- I've been praying since I left at nine. I knew how to get on my knees and pray because my foster mother taught me loving, caring, wow. how to treat people with respect. And so I learned at an early age, so I, 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 I endured that in me as I got older. So my sister Latoya, you know, like, like I said, we talk on the phone every day. Yes, and that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, Rosalie, you're you're showing how important it is for those who choose to be foster parents. You can instill yes. something in a child that they cannot get anywhere else. And you can yes, yes. actually provide that nurturing, that guidance, that stability that they didn't get from their blood parents. So fostering is important. Being a surrogate mother or father, that's important because those principles, mm-hmm. they stay with yep. the person. And I thank yep. you so much, Rosalie, for, for your contribution to this conversation because I think a lot of people may be inspired to think about being a foster parent. Mm-hmm. The reason why children are in foster care is because something has happened that their own parents are not able to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a parent, look at all the things that can happen, abuse, neglect, things that the children go through, and then the anger that comes from that because you don't have loving parents. So mm-hmm. we have to step up, people. If you've got space in your home, in your heart, step up and help that child who doesn't have somebody to take care of them. So thanks so much, Rosalie. You may get a chance to come back before. Okay. I'm going to take a couple of other calls. But uh, before we do, uh, I want to give... Naima, I get a chance to respond, and our whole, our cold chance to respond. Yes, go right ahead. Yes, we have. Uh, I believe it's three callers here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's lit up. Also, this is a very valuable. Uh, 
absolutely. Uh, conversation we're having now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, absolutely. And and a lot of people, I'm sure, can identify with what they've heard because so many are going through the same thing. So we've got uh, several. We got we got three calls on this line too. So, and then we also want to bring in uh, Kathy Ellington, who is a grief counselor and has worked with so many young people who are going through the difficult process of dealing with the pain of their, the absence of their parents. But before we do that, let me uh, let you take a call from your switchboard, and then we'll bring on Kathy, and then, of course, uh, uh, back to our guest. Uh, so uh, first of all, go, go uh, take one of your calls, and then we'll come back to our oh, switchboard. Okay. Okay, error code three one two seven seven eight. Welcome to the Female Solution. Yes, please give us your name when you're calling. Okay, they are not responding. Uh Take your phone off of Uh them. Okay, I'll move now to error code three one two eight three three. Three, We're, one, on three, three, three. We're on your We're on Grand Rising. Assalamu alaikum. This is Brother Plump. This is my new number, yes, Brother sir. Kareem. Yes, okay. sir. Brother okay. Plump. I'm going to write that down. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just wanted to wish uh, Brother Kareem and all of the uh, brothers, men on a mission. I'm one of the men on a mission. And uh, I'm, I, I know what happens for any family, and family is next to God. You know, God is always first, last, and foremost in my uh, life. And then the young lady, you know, that was just on, uh, you know, missing her father. And then also her father got killed, I think, at the age of five, she said. And, uh, you know, things is just always a, a problem if a father's not in the home. So we're going to uh, encourage, and uh, you know, uh, brothers and sisters, you know, to even do like what Sister Naima just suggested, and thank God for the female solution, for a whole family to become one family, you know, uh, two two parents in the household, and then they should be married, you know. And when they get ready to get married, Brother Kareem, <laughs> Be sure and call Brother Plump at, at this number here, the 312-833-0475. And we're getting ready for a happy Father's Day. How many uh, children you got, Brother Kareem? I have three children. Hallelujah. Two daughters and one adopted uh, male, praise be to Allah. Allah uh, Akbar. Praise be to Allah. No, you say yes, an adopted sir. male. Uh, that that means that yes, you sir. have uh, stepped in and stepped up uh, yes. and have been that father figure for somebody who who's 
perhaps blood father was not there, that's a critical thing. And that really is the answer to a lot of the behavior, as we've heard from uh, our our guest and our uh, previous caller. When young people act out, it is because of that absent father. It's because of the, the low self-esteem. It's because of the misguidance. That really is the reason why we're going through what we're going through with our children right now. That is it. You so right. the foster the fathers, they have the, they have the solution. Yeah. Yes, you're right. I know I wasn't, when you know, my wife, my first wife, she raised my daughter, and and, and she was a father's child or baby, as they say. She loved her father. However, you know, her mother, I would say, didn't do all of the right good things because even though she told her daughter, or uh, you know, which is my daughter too, that I was a good man. And my family called me a dutiful boy. <laughs> I like that too. I know Brother Kareem is a dutiful man, and we got to do the best we can. See, he's a dutiful man because he adopted a child, especially a male child. So that made him a whole man, a real man. And I thank a lot for him, and I thank a lot. For uh, also uh, his teacher, Imam Wardeen Muhammad, because I learned Praise a lot. Praise Allah. Allah Wakbar. Allah God. God is the greatest. And I'm just happy that I'm a father. I'm a father. And yeah. I'm a uh, grandfather. And I'm a uh, even a great grandfather. And most of all, I'm a caretaker. You know, That's like sister. Yes, I'm a caretaker yes. of Chicago, and I remember. My we we appreciate all that you do in, in in caretaking here in Chicago and being an example, Minister Plum. We're gonna try to squeeze in a couple more calls before we get to the break. Okay. But we thank we, you so much for, for calling in. And always setting that example. We appreciate it. We're gonna be at, at the uh, Washington Park Fieldhouse for Father's Day. But a parade, we're going to be doing a parade for Mayor Washington belated uh, uh, Earth Day birthday, April 15th, 2023. Keep so on being be an activist out here. Definitely. Keep being an activist out here and set an example and being a leader because that's what yeah. we need, more leaders. And we want to take a, a caller before we uh, get to the break and then bring back our guests for some remarks. Uh Thank you. As we God look at you. ways that we need to include the men in our lives, speak well of them, and also heal the hurt from our separation. I want to open the mic for my Amen. dear sister, Kathy Ellington, who is a grief counselor and one who introduced me to our wonderful guest today. Thank you so much for joining us, my sister Kathy. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Naima, praise the Lord, Latoya, praise the Lord for everybody on the line. Uh, can you guys hear me really clearly? Uh, yes, we can. And how are okay. you today, my sister? I am super, super fantastic, not just okay. <laughs> I am just so <laughs> excited. Yeah, that's my, uh, I've been saying that, Naima, for the past, I would say, 34 years. 
that I am super, super fantastic, not just okay. You know my story. Uh, anyone on the air, you can look at the previous shows that we did. Uh, I did with Naima on the Female Solution, how I was extremely suicidal and how uh, the Lord brought me back from that. But I want to address two two things that I heard from my sister uh, Latoya and from Rosalie. I want to I want to talk about I want to say something about that. When you don't have, you can have a biological father that's in the house, but still not a father. And, okay, nice. I had a dad. I had a dad like that. I had a father that, to the outside world, he was an angel. He worked hard. He uh, made a lot of money, but once he came home and those doors were closed, he was a monster. Uh, Dr. Mm. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, he was not emotionally available uh, to me. And I I definitely relate to Rosalie how she said her biological mom basically broke her down emotionally and she felt an enormous amount of rejection and negative uh, feelings toward Rosalie. I can relate to that from my biological father and from my siblings who had a lot of animosity because I wasn't like them. And Rosalie mm. and my sister Latoya uh, and Naima, you know that I am a, a certified bereavement specialist. I, I counsel and for free. And Naima, we're going to put that phone line up again because with yeah, uh, Latoya. Yeah, 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 we're going to put that line up again. We, we offer 24-hour free counseling, a lot of the anger issues that my sister in Christ, Latoya, went through was she she mentioned that, anger. She was angry because she didn't understand why her biological mom mom gave her up but kept the other kids. And then with Rosalie, she was in total rejection shock. She might have experienced some anger too because here she is, a nine-year-old child going from a grand parents that get brought her up the right way morally and then she goes she's she's thrown into this this environment where she's being trying almost trying to be, be reprogrammed for a totally different lifestyle and Rosalie I just want to thank you for your testimony because you inspired me even though I am a licensed certified bereavement grief counselor I'm a licensed minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ I never thought about maybe I should foster some children. I, I never, I was never blessed. My womb was never blessed to give birth. However, after listening to your testimony, I am, I'm going to pray about that because I have a huge house. Naima, you know that I'm opening up a homeless shelter for women with children. You know that, Naima. So God is just so good. But I wanted to talk about the rejection and the anger, grief is grief. And having a, a loss of a natural father is a part of the grieving process. Naima, did you find that phone number? Because I want the, your audience to get that number. Uh, yeah, yeah, give it to me again. I'll, do, I'll just type it in again so that we can pull okay, it on the seven, screen. Okay, it's 773-256-4144. That's 773 Four one four four. We are for 24-hour counseling. Uh, for anyone, you can call in 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, me and uh, about nine other counselors, 
what we do is we help you go through the grieving process. That's 773-256-4144. And Rosalie, I applaud you for being a survivor. My sister in Christ, Latoya, I am so proud of you, girl. Uh, Our Heavenly Father has been there for us. Uh, 773-256-4144. Yes, yes, that is for counseling. We want you all to call that number because you don't have to suffer alone, and there are people who care. Yes, and uh, with Naima, uh, Naima, with uh, Rosalie and Latoya, they went through the grieving process, even as children, especially as children. Our kids now acting out, and the uh, you see it all over the news. The kids are acting out because kids are not, we were growing up, we never had to go to funerals of our classmates. So these kids are going through grief. They really are. So I just applaud my sister in Christ, Latoya and Rosalie, I'm just so proud of you guys. Okay, I'm going to let other callers in. If you guys have any other questions for me, I'm here. All right. Well, thanks so much. for well, stand by. We will certainly uh, bring you back for more. And, again, we've got the number on the screen for those who are watching us on Facebook and YouTube, a female solution for free counseling called 24 Hours, 773-256-4144. That's 773-256-4144. And we want to take another break. We're going to come back uh, with our guest, Latoya Wiseman. And we, of course, are going to take our callers. And we want to hear from you. We're looking today at how to overcome the pain of fatherlessness, especially for daughters who didn't have the father in the home to give them a sense of love, protection, and guidance. What do we do? So we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. 
the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Self-Care with Jody Poussin. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Wellbeing with Beata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Oh, man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456. And schedule a free consultation. That's Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, uh, along with my co-host Kareem Hamid, and we are so excited to be talking to Latoya Wiseman, founder of Women on the Move, a woman who is on the move in sharing her story and giving us a sense of hope, even as we struggle with the pain of fatherlessness and not having the guidance and protection that a father provides, and yet we know that there is a greater father that can heal the hurt. We want to, before we take our next caller at, yes. Yes. uh, I'm not sure uh, which speaker said it, but uh, it is so true. Um, uh, She said that her father was was uh was honored in the community in which they lived. But when he got home behind closed doors, he became a monster. Uh, you know now that's something to think about. That word right. That that word daddy, anybody can be a daddy. Mm. But uh it 
it takes uh, exception to be a father. Uh, we mm. say that 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 men are the maintainers and the protectors of females, uh, and some some of us men think that well, as long as we're providing the material needs, you know, that we are are actually meeting uh, our job. But it, it it goes far beyond that. A maintenance means that you are aware of the emotional condition of those that God has entrusted you with. The male has a has also a nurturing spirit. And he and in his maintaining he should be aware of the emotional uh condition of those that he's been entrusted with. So uh it a nurturing is not just an attribute of female is an attribute of the male, and that is what fathers, fathers, not daddies, that is what mm. fathers take into account as their choice. I'll start by telling mm. my sister. We have two yes. callers here on the line whenever you... Yes, yeah, we want to make sure we get to all the callers. So uh, we're going to take the callers now, and then we'll get back to our guests for some responses. And Kathy and Ellington, I believe that she was the one who, uh, you know, had the experience of the... the, the <laughs> The father that had the great image outside, but inside was a monster. And she said, some men are just donors, not a true father. She shared that comment on our our Facebook page, uh, our Facebook and YouTube page. And just because somebody has a great reputation outside the home, you don't know what's happening in the house. And she says that a father's love is not the same as just a man being a sperm donor, as they say. Here's the love and the nurturing. And you have to learn how to do that, and you learn how to do that by seeing it. She mentioned, you know, uh, Barack Obama, who, if you read his autobiography, he didn't really know his father, but his, his, his grandparents were careful to create an image in his mind so that he would not feel bad. And then when he went, to Kenya, he discovered some unpleasant truths about his father, and this is this is what happens sometimes when we go looking for the man that we didn't get to know, and we discover sometimes we discover something good, and sometimes we discover some disappointments. But let me go to our phone line seven seven three seven three seven. Your mic is open. Please introduce yourself to our listening audience and give us your words of wisdom today. Are you with us? Okay, I'm going to go back. I think they might be a little distracted right now. Uh, let's go to, let's see, 312778. I don't believe we've spoken to you yet. Your mic is open. Go right ahead. Give us your name where you're calling from and your time. Hi, yes. My name is Sarah Israel, a.k.a. better known as Miss Bay. Yes. Um, oh, thank you for calling. Hi, yes. Um, I would like to shout out all the men and women out there, um, as well as um, Harold Washington Foundation. We have an uh, upcoming event, um, Father's Day event. June 18th. I would love to see all the men and women. Yes, there. yeah, yeah. We were told about that. Yes. Now, Sarah, you say your last name is Israel. Sarah Israel. 
Um, yes, I'll, I'll make sure I, I sure put your name up on the screen. Okay, yes. I'm going to make sure I put your name up on the screen as you're speaking. So, Sarah, you know, a lot of us as uh, uh, women who are raising children, some of us have yeah, internal pain because of whatever our relationship with our fathers may have been. What was your experience growing up with your father? Um, hi, yes. I just recently buried my father. Um, I I earned for a relationship with him my whole life. Um, just about two weeks ago, I poured my heart out to him, telling him that I, I want a relationship with, with him and his fellow it fell on deaf ears. Um, four days later, he passed, um, and I never got that closure. I never got that closure oh. from him. Um, but I praise God for the men that I do have in my life. I have my husband in my life, my two sons, to fill that void that I did not get from my father, that I earnestly mm. wanted. Um, as well as, um, you know, um, I had, you know, an uncle who raised me. You know, but it's not like having that fatherhood. Right, right. So I, um, you know, so the the void that wasn't filled to me, you know what I'm saying, I will make sure that my sons feel all the love and all the support and everything that I think they will have to, you know, in their lives. You know, so I, um, that's my experience, you know, with being fatherless. But having, you know, the tools and, and the husband and the son to raise up in the right way that they should go. Oh. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your testimony, uh, Sarah. We appreciate you so much. And uh, let's go back to your switchboard. Uh, you've got a couple of callers, and then we're going to go back to our switchboard, 77350. You're next after that. Uh you have another caller, uh, Brother Kareem? And while he's bringing in that caller, we've got some comments on our Facebook and YouTube uh, page. Uh, and Kathy shared the thought that, like Rosalie, Barack Obama had some awesome grandparents. You know, sometimes that those grandparents can save the day. And she says, I truly support fostering, definitely, and definitely if you are uh, to be a foster parent, we want you to look into that. We're going to have someone on who specializes in foster care on to take us through that process. But, uh, Karim, if you had that next call that you want to pull up? Yeah, Assalamualaikum. Yes, Salam. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments, please. Yeah, this is Brother Muhammad from the Ummah, Prophet Muhammad, by the way of Columbus, Georgia. And as we know, this is a great subject that we're speaking on. And like all, all subjects, you know, we have to, inshallah, start with what Allah says, and then the example he has given us in the life of Prophet Muhammad. And we know that one of them is that the, uh, Allah said the, the, the women, the mother, the mother, the mother. Also, we have to take the example when we were told by Allah to turn to the correct Qibla. So when we turn around and we start to apply the moral character and direction of the mother to her daughter about what is a good man, and, and especially if she has a believing man, 
in the in the, in that circle, and this is not a single single parent home. But we will at least start the cycle of teaching our daughters and our future mothers on how the type of man to accept in her life. And like all time when we look at the history, Allah shows us that believing men, the messengers, the prophets, are the best example when you're in a situation where you don't have any example. And we know how strong that this uh, story of this uh, fictitious person called Jesus Christ, how for years in our community, Jesus Christ was the example of the type of man who our women gyrated to and, and, and didn't want to be bothered with us because of our uh, oppression from the, 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 the people other than the influence of Shaitan. Because we drank, we did this, we did that, we couldn't keep our word, etc. So they turned to a man of God, a miracle in, in, in the storytelling, a miracle, a man who respected his mother, though he had no father. The greatest single parent example that we have is that Allah showed us how we are supposed to act even when we don't have a father. How, and, and also showing at the same time how important the mother is in raising that child to believe in God. Look to God for, for all the help that you need. Look for the creator. Look for the revelation that he, and, and guidance that he has sent to you in your life cycle time. So now we're doing it now in our time. Our time is of the Quran. In, our, in, in these hundred years that we've been uh, under the influence of the Quran, uh, per se. So when we look at Prophet Muhammad, Salim, and the responsibility and all the marriages that he had and all that, how they was, a, was to please God, and then it makes sense to us. So the mother, the mother, the mother, if we had to turn around today and follow the right guidance on how to pre- repair the family. We have to make sure that mother understanding she's the first teacher. She's the first uh, 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 guidance for the male and the female of what their responsibility will be in the future as they grow up so that they will not see what the neighbor next door is doing. The, the husband and, and the wife arguing or, or the child next door don't have no father or, 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 you know, and then whatever, blah, blah. All these uh, scenarios will be studied. And showed how to avoid if you follow the word of a, a, a revelation, and the example it is given to us in 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 the life of Prophet Muhammad. And a lot of us have not studied the wives of the prophets. You know, don't I mean we we talk a lot of books, but when you start to read on the different wives of the prophet and different things that he had to contend with and what they had to contend with is is to being married to a believing man, it will give us the type of educational process we want to start at home. And then for us to not think that us not having an environment that was based upon the Quran and the life example of Prophet Muhammad is not the right way, then we got a problem. If we think that we could take the old way of life and all the other ways of life and, and, and fornicate them or, 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 or adulterate them into the life of the Quran, we're going to have continue to have failure. Now, I raised three grandchildren. Me and my wife raised three grandchildren. And we've watched how them not having a world of halal choices available to them, like the world of haram choices, has made it very difficult for them to reach the goal of their names, of their, of, 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 and I pray a lot that the, the example that their grandparents has always encouraged them to do, you know. And so it's very important that we have to remember we got to turn around first. And then once we face that 
right, Kibla, the Quran, and the life of Prophet Muhammad, that's what we, the mother is responsible uh showing, especially the females in the family, because they got to have future husbands for their children. They don't down the line, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the men right. will learn his, his mother has to share with him that responsibility of how he's protecting his sister now, how he's supposed to not let nothing uh, uh, hurt his sister's face, disgrace her, attack her character. That That's his job, to protect her and her and, and, and mom and grandma or any woman in the community. Then we'll so brother to Muhammad, be better. Yes, ma'am. Brother Muhammad, I, I need I need to uh, I need to interject something here uh, because there's a reason why uh, we have a connection with American Muslim 360 on our Wednesday show because I want to bring together the different people of faith so that they understand that there is one Creator and regardless of our various um, theology. Ultimately, when we become spiritually evolved, we realize that there's only one creator, and we are all expressions of that creator. So I want to sensitize our people of faith so that even if you have a particular belief, you never say anything disparaging against another faith. Because that is not what our creator is expounding. That comes out of the ego of human beings, everybody wanting to be right and better than someone else when we're all one and no one's better than anybody. And any any historic figure that has had a positive influence deserves our respect. So Kathy Ellington, who spoke earlier, says, all respect to the man that spoke, yourself. But she said Jesus was not fiction, and he, he was, in fact, a person. Now, we, we know there were some distortions in the way his life was portrayed. We understand that. But as a human being who had a very powerful impact on our culture and our understanding of our relationship with the creator, he is one that existed. And certainly we, we should be respectful of that. And she says, I have not spoken against Allah, so the man who spoke uh, should not talk against Jesus. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm having our Muslim family join us every Wednesday so that we can become sensitive to the way we project even our faith and never say disparaging things because we cannot fix this problem in our society if we say hurtful things to people who are striving to heal by reaching out to our creator. So, brother, I want to sensitize you to that because the things that we say have power, words have power, and hurtful words have hurting power. And I know that may not be your intention, and I admire your zeal, but, brother, I want our Muslim community and our Christian community to understand we cannot fix this if we attack each other's belief systems. We cannot fix this if we attack each other's understanding. We cannot fix this if we attack each other in any way that's hurtful. And I appreciate you for calling, but I want to raise your consciousness and awareness to that. Thank you, Naima. You know, let me say this. We are, as Muslims, we are encouraged to adopt the Christ nature, the Christ nature, uh, uh, 
that 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 is is a necessary ingredient for the progress of human beings of humanity to adopt the Christ nature. Jesus used an example of the man in the road and the good Samaritan that stopped to help the man in the road when others were passing him by and he was in need of help. So we are congruent, we are agreeable with the Christ nature. Jesus said, I'm in you and you are in me. So that nature is a necessary ingredient for our success as human beings on this earth. We honor all of Almighty God's messages, and we definitely need the Christ nature to exist. And at this time, if there was ever a time, we definitely need to adopt and carry out and bring to actualization the Christ nature, the principles that, that he stood for. So I'll just stop right there. We are, we are one family. One family, Absolutely. the human family, no doubt about it. Could I have one minute? Well, brother, I got to move on to the next caller because we got a bunch of people okay, on the, on yes, the line. Yes, uh, but I do thank you and always call in. We welcome you. <laughs> Every experience is a growth experience. So I need to open the mic for 773-530. We want to get you before the, the next break. Please give us your name where you're calling from and your comments. Hi, yes. Um, once again, this is AMG Peace God calling from Yeah, thank you so much for calling. Province of Illinois. I just want to thank uh, Brother Kareem. Of course, I want to thank the Female Solution for ha- providing this jewel. I want to thank Brother Kareem for, um, you know, clearing that up um, swiftly. Um, beautiful thing that you can reflect on the Muslims um, that, that we are to honor, you know what I mean, all of our forerunners. Um, especially Yeshua, who most know as Jesus Christ, um, you know, for us to have that Christ consciousness, beautiful thing, um, you know. So praise God for Brother Kareem for claiming that up because, you know, we also have uh, statistical um, uh, imagery of, you know, who we are as Christians and who we are as uh, Muslims. But, uh, you know I mean, the, the unity that needs to be displayed as one family, um, God said, we all are children of the Most High God. You know what I mean? So I, I mean to that, Islam to that. Um, I mean, as well as that unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. So I represent that unity. Once again, AMG Peace God. Um, in addition to it, to the reflection of today's uh, broadcast, um, you know, I don't know how true this is, but I, I must uh, research myself. But it, it is said that over 70 to 75% of our households um, this year alone will be filled with fatherless um, houses. And that hurts. That hurts my heart. I mean, hurt, my soul cries um, to, to, to know and to, you know what I mean, to, to hear those, um, those facts. You know what I mean? So, and when I'm out here um, fundraising um, um, for, for June 18th, Father's Day, you know what I mean, I see so many women that are, you know, uh, halfway angry, you know what I mean, as I, you know what I mean, speak oh, yeah. on, you know, yes, yes, you know what I mean, they're halfway angry at when I speak on Father's Day, and most of them, they was coming up, and they was like, man, uh, my father's either dead, 
or, you know what I mean, they was just halfway angry. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? And then um, another guy, he came up on me and he said, man, you know what I mean, um, the statistics of that is almost 70%. So, uh, you know what I mean, shouts out to the Female Solution for, you know, uh, um, getting getting information on those stats or whatnot like that. But, you know what I mean, I plan on doing some research myself. But if that is the case, you know what I mean, which I do very well believe, um, you know what I mean, that we do have a lot of fatherless um, homes. You know what I mean? So um, uh, one thing that um, um, Brother Kareem did say is, you know what I mean, we have to prepare the family. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean, it's, it's no uh, big eyes and little U's amongst the, the, the female capacity and the, the masculine uh, capacity. You know what I mean? Um, uh, we have to heal um, the, the, the male uh, perspective and the female perspective as a whole. You know what I mean? And and what that would do, that would bring repair, uh, repairing and healing um, um, to the family. You know what I mean, as well as um, bringing unity um, to the body. You know what I mean. So um, uh, I pray. You know what I mean. It is in my prayers that um, I'm charging all the men to be men. That's the first thing. Uh, men have to be men uh, in order to uh, love uh, woman. Um, you know what I mean. And uh, once again, um, that would bring. It's a certain word that I'm looking for, um, but that would bring the unity uh, back to the body. Oh, the word I'm looking for is me. It'll bring peace. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. It'll bring peace. peace. We're yearning for peace. <laughs> yes, yes, it yes. Is. I'm, I'm, I'm missing myself. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Not just the unity it would bring back to the body, <laughs> but it, it'll bring back the peace. And one thing we're yearning that's for, we're talking it. about bringing peace here back on earth. But that peace yeah. that we're looking for resides in the man and the woman repairing each other. We have to bring that love back that, that we have for one another. You know what I mean? And, and with that, that will ultimately bring peace back to the earth. You know what I mean? So I motion the floor. Thank thank, thank you for the female solution <laughs> for having me. You know what I mean? For the so platform much. for my voice to be heard. Thank you. God bless. Thank you so much for letting your voice Heard. We got to take our last break, and uh, Kathy sharing with us. You know, as she said, as I said, uh, the man, a man in the house might not be a father. As as I stated, she said, uh, my biological father was a monster. So it's not just enough to be in the house, but to be a loving father in the house. Because if you terrorize the house, then it would be better that you be absent. But we want men to be present and loving and kind. How do we how do we raise our sons to be those loving fathers? We're going to bring back our guest to make a statement before we take uh, next caller, and we want you to see her beautiful face. We're going to uh, also show that to you as well to to place the face with the voice, and we'll be right back after this last break. So we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back after these few messages. And we're going to take, uh, after we hear again from our uh, guest, LaToya, we're going to take area code 706202. You're up after that. Stay with us. And if you're on our switchboard now and got a comment, press 1 to light your number up so we know you've got something to say. And we will be right back after these messages. So stay with us. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution 
global radio TV show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Sofa Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. The Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Friday. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. Unmuted. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. back you're listening to and watching the female solution global radio tv show i'm naima latif along with our co-host kareem hamid and our american muslim 360 family here on this wednesday morning we're asking the question the question how can fatherless daughters learn to choose good men and our guest today is latoya wiseman founder of women on the move who's shared a very powerful testimony before I t- we take our next call, we're going to go to 706-202 and then 773-737, so we'll hang on. But I want to go back to Latoya, because you, you've uh, really touched our heart today with your 
triumph over adversity. But what do you say to women who perhaps have been through the the cycle of bad choices, uh, maybe uh, men who abuse them, which happens often. We be looking for love. We, we have that intimate experience with someone who didn't intend for a relationship but just more or less took advantage of our need for love. What do you say to women who find themselves because they're they're hungry for the love of a man, making those unfortunate choices and basically being preyed upon. How do they find the spiritual insight to see when someone is not a good choice for them? How do they develop that discernment so they can protect themselves from abuse? Well, I know for me, um, everything starts with just having a personal relationship with uh, God, um, whoever they call their higher power, um, and just them um, knowing that Jesus is there, Jesus knows how they feel, um, and it's okay for the ladies that's um, in a domestic, uh, a very unhealthy relationship or has not made the right decisions in life, it's so it's okay to have a therapist. It's okay to have, you know, someone to talk to to uh because that's that's very important and 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 don't be angry. Don't, you know, go through life being angry because that's what I did. I went through life being angry, but however, I had to uh the Wiseman family. I, I I had a psychologist that I had to to talk to so that I can process why I'm angry. I had to get to the root of things. And um, so just having someone to talk to is very, very important because God, he puts all those people into place. So um, even though, like, my son, they don't uh, – just because I don't know my biological father, um, God is there. So what I've done was I I introduced my, my boys to, to Jesus. And my infant son, he, uh, he claps when he wakes up. He claps during the day, claps um, when he goes to bed at night. And then my oldest son, he has a personal relationship with God. So this, I would say, um, reach out to um, a counselor, a therapist. And then, you know, they can always call 773-256-4144. Just having someone to talk to and um, if they would like to connect with me, Women on the Move. Um, Women on the Move is, uh, even though we as ladies, we go through stuff, and so we have to we have to press our way through. 
um, and we have to strive for greatness every day because life is going to throw those curveballs, but we have to know how to deal with them. So that's why having that personal relationship with um, with God, praying, and calling um, and getting a therapist and speaking with counselors and stuff so that we can process that anger and get to the root of things. So that's what I would suggest that um, people, um, it's, it's okay to, to have someone to talk to. So that's what I would do. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that is definitely good advice. And, and that's ultimately our responsibility as parents to reconnect our children with the consciousness of God, being mm-hmm. aware that there is a greater power from which we come that is always there and that we can turn to so that even when people disappoint us, we're not in despair. And uh, we thank you for um, sharing how that actually transformed you so that you could be your best self. And we, for mm-hmm. those who are watching the screen, we've got the beautiful face up <laughs> of our dear sister Latoya Wiseman on the screen. And we're going to take another caller. And, of course, if you are listening online and want to join this conversation, we've got a few minutes left to give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press one when you're ready to speak. And let me go back to the phone lines and open the mic for 706-202. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your thoughts. Assalamu alaikum to you, Sister Naima and Brother Kareem. And I thank Latoya, and, you know, it's really divine order that my first daughter is named Latoya. And I had to go Uh back to my five daughters when I recovered from my addiction. And part of the recovery process is that I had to make amends, and I had to apologize to them for not being there. I gave material things, but I didn't give the love of a man being, like Kareem said, you know, any man can be called a a sperm donor, but the part of being a father. And the biological father is is something that is absent in the home. That's the greatest of the statistics, is that there are men that step up to the plate and begin to show that part of what man and woman's relationship is. Because I had to even own the part of my daughters choosing men that were liking to myself when I was in my addiction and telling them, you know, these are not good choices and helping them to get through this this thing that I gave to them because I was the first man in their life. Then that's what they saw in the way in which I was once upon a time. But then as we've grown, and we've developed relationship, and they're all now women, and my grandchildren, and how they raised the grandsons, because I always taught my daughter, who had two sons, is that this is your son. He's not your man, and you do not call him a man because he will attempt to be what he see other men do to you. And so it was that part of overstanding our relationship because it takes the mother's blood and the father's spirit to make a human being. This is what we, 
shared as far as what we learned in the continent. And so in the part of that is, is that the woman's spirit, the absence of that father energy to help her spirit to grow and know what relationship she is to have spiritually. That's why in some religions there is that male image that women tend to look to that spirit to believe because the absence of that was not in human form in their life. And so these are the parts of what we're having to learn is how to make the right choices to make the changes. And it's very important that we understand how we raise our daughters. You know, the old saying is, is mothers raise their daughters and love their sons. And the part of it is, is that a woman can only raise a boy into a certain stage in manhood, but then the part of it is he needs the guidance to see what the male role is, you know. And if we don't have that, that blueprint to give to those young men as their boys, because when they become adolescents, that means that you add the lessons of what manhood is. Adolescence means you add a lesson to girls to know what a woman's choice is and to boys to know what the lesson of a man is. And so that's why we call the two parents. It takes a pair to make one. And the absence of that mm. pair destroys that one sometimes. And so we as a people have to begin to understand that I was told I was a self-made man, and that, that was part of what my uncles used to tell me and my grandfather. But I was thankful for those men that helped me to see once I recovered from my addiction that I was able to change and become that man and to become that spiritual helper to those women that were in my life. So I'm grateful. I'm sitting here at my mom's house, who will be 91 on Saturday, and being able wow. to share with her, you know, the thankfulness that I have for what she did with the absence of my father. So it's very important in how we guide the men into becoming, I mean, the boys into becoming men. It's very important that we have that balance because it's not easy and society is, is geared towards attacking black men. You know, they, they even say that the black man is the most endangered species on Turtle Island. So mm. I'm, I'm grateful for this show We're and reverse to honor yeah. that that part of balance that we need and to bring order into our families because the destruction of a nation begins in the home and the absence of a man, Absolutely. it brings about the destruction. So I'm grateful for this show. Thank you, Naima. Well, we thank you for always contributing such wisdom. We appreciate you. And uh, we're going to go to another too. wise voice. Uh, I believe you – I don't know if you've got another caller. We, let me take another caller. And yes, yes I have two here on the AM3 360 studio board. I have two callers that have raised their hand. Okay. Well, let's take one of yours, and then we'll get back to our dear Mama D at 773-737. We'll take you after we take uh, the caller on the – uh, AM three sixty switchboard, go right ahead. Okay, Erico seven one eight seven four nine. Please state your name and where you're calling from, please. 
Welcome to the Assalamu female alaykum. Salute. Assalamu alaykum. Um, uh, this is William Kareem. I'm Assalamu calling from New York City. A uh, very interesting conversation, and I would just um, like to say that we should consider. We should consider the times that our parents came up in, and especially if they had difficult times or their personalities weren't what we thought they should be because it's obvious that, you know, there were things that they had to deal with that they were having hard times with. Um, I know that in my own personal case, with all of the talent that my mother had, you know, the school worked against her and um, and she, she couldn't take it and she winded up dropping out. Uh, all of that my father went through as far as um, becoming a lieutenant in the Army, and even though he became a lieutenant in the Army, you know, there were forces that worked against him that made him do something stupid and that landed him in jail. So I'm saying that, you know, but that was the environment, you know, the, that he grew up in, and there were social circumstances in the culture that, that affected that they, they weren't able to get over those hurdles. But all praises due to Allah, I think that, you know, today, you know, we have to consider the social environment that we're living in. And this social environment um, presents challenges, especially as far as relationships and love. You know, we live in, a, we, we live in this, uh, 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 this social uh, and cultural uh, uh, society of America that, that, you know, they don't even know the language of love. You know, that, you know, the language of love winds up being sex today for young people. That's what it is, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't know, they don't know, you know, how to express love as far as, you know, the way that Marvin Gaye and Cammie Terrell and the rest of them, the rest of them did it. You know, they don't know how to, you know, the young boys don't know, how, don't know how to express love. It's all about sex. Um, and as far as relationships today, I think that, you know, women, you know, and I'm talking about just Muslim women, I think that, you know, like, because um, we have a lot of single singles in our um, uh, community, that they're fickle. And they should be fickle because the thing is, is, is that you don't know who to trust. You don't know who, you know, you don't know who to re- really have a relationship with because, you know, like, the, you know, uh, you know the, there's these, these, these criteria. That women have, you know, oh, yo, he's he's too young, or he's too old, or he don't come to the mashid, uh, you know, he don't, well, he's just a bus driver. Uh, I want mm. somebody that's uh, six feet tall. Uh, so there's all of these these criteria that wind up happening as far as relationships are concerned today. And as soon as a red flag, one red flag, as soon as one red flag comes up, you know, it's it's a uh, it's disposable. You know, no, no, mm. no, next, next, next online. So I think that, you know, the, the only point that I'm making is basically that we should consider the, the, the social environment and the cultural environment that we live in, the social environment and the culture environment that our parents came up in and the, 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 the stresses that were put on them that made them act that way. Uh, so that, I, I, that's all I would like to say. Uh, mm. It's a very good program. Thank you so very much for taking my call. And thank you, Brother Willie. Well, we you, we appreciate you so much. Uh, you know, uh, Kareem, you got a lot of uh, choices of of uh, topics for the men-only discussion. Maybe you might be able to, to talk about the pain inside of men that makes them turn to addictions. And and sometimes it's as fatherless pain. Sometimes it's the, the, the motherless pain, you know, with a mother that's so angry and hostile because she's been abused that she can't be loving and 
you know, how that's affecting men. I mean, there's so many ways that we can address that to help men heal from the, the pain that they're in. Well, we're going to take this caller and uh, make hopefully get to that last one on your switchboard, but let me go to area code 773-737. Thank you so much for your patience and waiting. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your words of wisdom today, our dear sister, Mama D. Well, hallelujah, greetings, uh, global uh, transformers. Uh, happy Father's Day and happy Daddy's Day. Now, <laughs> fathers, think about this, fathers. You have a day to be honored uh, as uh you have a day, but homosexual men have a month, and they cannot be peaceful enough to buy, and they can uh, not uh, be honored in the Ten Commandments along with mothers that says honor your mother and your father. So I think that's very interesting that they got a month and you got a day, and it's being crowded out by the disinformation of Juneteenth. It did not end in slavery because that ended in the 13th Amendment that was ratified on December 18, 1865. So that's more disinformation and, and, and confusion. But I think that that, that anger is, is, uh, is a trigger for everything else that goes on. And I, don't, I agree that you should not be angry. Now, I married four times. And the reason I did mm. is because I firmly believe that just because one man made you cry does not mean you should never laugh again. So if you Ooh, don't I like that. Shape, yeah. yeah, if you don't want to shape up, ship out. And we go mm. up. Uh, but I was number nine and the youngest girl out of ten children. I um, heard my father tell my mother, that I was the best child that she had. I don't know why he didn't say they had, but I heard that she had. And, and <laughs> she when she tried to be uh, affectionate with my mother, she would brush him off as, as if she didn't like it. But but I could tell that she did like it. And uh, he mm. was affectionate with me. And he emphasized the D when he said my name. And uh, But instead of I, or they were uh, beautiful and big and bright, he said bubble-eyed. Oh. oh, and I didn't <laughs> like that bubble-eyed stuff, you know. But as an adult, I realized that it was a compliment, and that was his love language. And uh, wow. so my, my question is, what happens when you're growing up and, and you misinterpret your uh, parents' love language? And how important is that? Mm. Mama D, I, I thank you for bringing that up because a whole lot of our parents didn't have the capacity to show affection because of their own emotional scarring. And, that, Brother Green, that might be another thing to, to deal with. How are men taught to show affection? How are women taught to show affection? Because some of them are raised by mothers who didn't know how to be affectionate to boys, and so they didn't know how to be affectionate to, to, to girls, to women, and we, we're a bit of a mess. So that's something to, to look into. 
And that has affected many of us who grew up in those households. Yes, I have heard statements from young men that they never saw love displayed towards their mother. Yes. Their mother. That's a deep thing. That's a deep thing. Mm-hmm. And it affects, it affects women. Brothers, we got to relearn how to be loving because it, is, it, it can be deeply traumatizing to a woman who's looking for love and all she gets is sex and then she's cast aside no affection, and it happens. And what that creates is an anger in us that we spew out to the children. What was the sister saying? She was attacked by the mother saying that you look just like your father that represented the pain that he left her with. This is what we have to, we have to stop this cycle of pain. Well, I know we've got to go. And I want to thank our sister Latoya, Wiseman for being with us today. Thank you so much. And Latoya, we're looking forward to having you back on again. Might be on another day with another host because you've got okay. so much to share. And and we thank you for taking out time of your day. We know you're you you're a busy woman. You're on the move, but you're still hanging in there with us and sharing your wisdom. We appreciate you so very much. And look forward to having you back. And Kareem, I know you had one more caller on the line. I, I apologize. We did not get to you. But yeah, call on in next well, week. You know, we don't have enough broadcast time left to open up the lines at this point. But we'll certainly look forward to you coming back. We're, we're here every Wednesday. The Female Solution joined with American Muslim 360 and our Facebook, YouTube family. We appreciate all of you for all of your comments. And uh, and and our dear sister Kathy, we appreciate you so very much. And she says men who can't show affection really don't like women. Sometimes they're still angry at their mothers. Sometimes that's where it is. And thank you so much. She says great shows. And thank you, Kathy, for uh, your contribution. She says Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, your precious love. Like that's an old school sound. That was love from the heart, not just the, the mechanics of the sexual intimacy. We have to relearn how to love. Well, we thank you all again for joining us this day on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Come on back tomorrow for Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And until that time... come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, 
Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jaret, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.